welcome to the Bayside Sports Pod. I'm your host, Seth Tao. I'm a sports reporter for the Star Democrat, covering the Eastern Shore for APG Chesapeake. Be sure to keep up with all of our episodes at the Star Democrat website, or on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow me on Twitter at Seth Tao, and follow us on Instagram at stardem underscore sports. Hey everyone, this is episode three of the Bayside Sports Pod. Thanks for listening. Today, I sat down with Matt Griffith, head coach of the currently undefeated Easton Girls basketball team, who clinched their second straight North Bayside Championship yesterday. Matt's a good guy, and I had fun recording this with him. I think that reflects on the quality of this episode. There's plenty here to learn about this Warriors team and the guy pulling the strings to make it all work. So again, thanks for listening, and enjoy. Okay, so we have Matt Griffith on the pod today. Matt is the head coach of Easton Girls Basketball. Matt, how you doing? I'm doing good, Seth. Thanks for having me. Of course. We are recording this from an undisclosed location in Easton High School, so don't come looking for us. <laughs> but, uh, so let's start off completely irrelevant, well, mostly irrelevant from, from sports. I started off the last episode, I asked Marty for three things that people should know about him, and he gave me one thing that related directly to coaching and I was going for some trying to go for random fun fact type things so I'm going a little more direct this episode we're going with five favorites your favorite movie tv show band or artist pizza topping and pro athlete wow um let's see remember the titans and vision quest for the two movies band uh, anything 80s classic rock absolutely love it the others were the other uh, the three uh, TV show, pizza toppings, pro athletes. Meat lovers for pizza topping, and uh, the Chicago PD series, and then uh, Elena Deladon for a pro nice. athlete. Going with the girls' basketball player on purpose. <laughs> uh, well, I tell you, I, I got to watch her when she was in high school up at uh, Ursula Academy and just followed her throughout and just tremendous athlete, tremendous person. Great story about her and her sister. I mean, it's phenomenal. So, absolutely. Oh, wow. So you've actually followed her like from day one. Yeah, not day one, but uh, I, I heard when I was coaching uh, girls basketball, there was a girl that dunked in high school and I was like, wow, you know, I need to check this out. <laughs> Checked it out and, um, you know, now she's in WNBA and, and doing great things. And easy to follow since she's right here in D.C. Absolutely. <laughs> Over to your team a little bit. First off, how long have you been the head coach of girls basketball here? This has been my sixth year as the head coach. I've uh, been involved in the program for eight total. First two years was an assistant coach. Okay. Last night you guys locked up your second straight North Bayside title. How's that sound? It sounds great. It's just one of the small goals on our board, though, for this year. It's uh, not we're you know we're not satisfied with that. It's a great accomplishment. We're excited, but we're we're getting ready to look forward to our next game, which is Tuesday. How much fun is this team to coach? Uh, they're, they're a blast. I mean, the, the cool thing is Emily, Maya, Lily Osborne, Abby Farr, Michaela Mone, all five of them I started coaching when they were in fifth and sixth grade. And to see them just grow up to be, you know, great athletes, but more importantly, great young ladies and represent themselves as student athletes, it's, it's been a lot of fun. And they have a lot of personality that keeps me on my toes for sure. So, so it's been fun. 
So one thing I've noticed, and I've been meaning to ask you about this for a little, a, a little bit now, the what's the deal with that little orange baton thing that you guys pass back and forth when people sub in? Over the years, we've had some issues when people go into the games, making sure, A, the right person's subbing out. <laughs> um, but more importantly, when we're playing certain defenses, they have certain responsibilities, so they're able to communicate with each other as they're exiting the floor and not, you know, did I ask or, you know, who are you guarding? What are you doing in this? So there's a little opportunity to give, slows everything down for a half second, gives them an opportunity to communicate with each other to make things a smooth transition. Okay. I was wondering if there was an actual meaning to that or if it was just a symbolic, we're passing the baton to the, to the next person. No, if you ever watch when subs come into the game, they just come flying on the floor and, you know, right. there's, there's a need sometimes to have a little communication so it makes them slow down for a half second. And then any communication needs to happen can happen. Yeah, that makes so much sense. I, did, I didn't even consider like that possibility, but that makes sense. Um, what is it about the girls' game that keeps you passionate? Uh, this, well, this will be my 25th, 24th year coaching girls' basketball. Um, yeah, I started coaching uh, when I was 16 years old, a 12-year-old boys' team in a youth program where I grew up at, and it was a lot of fun. My dad, uh, the main reason I got into coaching girls' basketball was coaching girls basketball and uh, you know I was going to his games and um, got to see a little bit more and then I also watched the boys and I found that the girls were a little more uh, adapt to listening and wanting to do you know play within a system less one-on-one -on -one basketball and uh, I've had to you know been blessed and had the opportunity to coach at a couple schools with some great athletes in the basketball programs and it's been a lot of fun. So your team is loaded with good athletes, but several are committed to colleges for other sports. I guess, is that an interesting dynamic that some of them are a little more focused on in other sports, not necessarily during basketball season, but does that change the, the dynamic at all? Uh, not with this group. It has in, in years past, um, but this group's really focused on, you know, their goals this year. Um, they fell short last year together. Pretty much the entire team came back, and I think they kind of made a pact that, you know, they wanted to achieve all their goals this year. Um, you know, we only have probably two to three girls that just play basketball. Everybody else is, you know, typically is a lacrosse player or a soccer player in some capacity. And I think we have uh, four, four lacrosse commits right now. Um, and I, I learned a long time ago when I was at Annapolis and Severna Park coaching that you don't have to have basketball players to be successful to play basketball. you got to have some great athletes that want to buy into your system. That's very true. Um, this group in particular, you talked about how they've grown, how you've watched them grow, but how have they grown, how have they developed specifically in high school over the past several years? Uh, well, you, you know, I'll start with Lily Osborne, who's a junior, <clears throat> come in as a freshman, know she's a great athlete. Basketball, basketball is definitely not her number one sport. She's already committed, signed with Loyola for lacrosse. Um, as she came in, great athlete on the floor, lacked some some skills in ball handling, shooting, different things. One of the biggest reasons we've been successful this year is she's improved in all those categories. And she's shooting the ball well. She's getting to the basket and finishing. She's doing more than just hustle plays. And, and she's, you know, a, a serious threat on the court at all times. I was going to say, issues with ball handling, she, she, you could not tell by watching her play. If you would go back and look at some film from her, her freshman year to where she is her junior year now, it's night and day. Wow. Yeah, she was all, and she always goes 100 miles an hour. So, you know, imagine that it was just a little more out of control. Now it's under controlled at 100 miles an hour. Um, you know, Maya Jeter, come in as a freshman, started. It's a four-year starter for me. Um, one of the things I think Maya's developed into is 
you know, or, or initially she was more of a shooter. We get to the basket occasionally, didn't like contact a bunch. Now I think she encourages it, wants to get to the free throw line, does a lot of great things. Great defensive player. She's long, super athletic, and really gets after it. Um, so watching that, that progression. Um, Emily, you know, she's about five, seven and a half. She's going to tell you she's five, eight, but I don't think so. <laughs> and she plays in the uh, post for us. And just her physical presence from her freshman year, four-year starter again, uh, to where she is now being able to finish even against much bigger competition, six-footer, six-one, being able to get to the basket. Um, her basketball IQ from being around it for so long is just like an extended coach on the floor. So her and Maya both the same with that and, and do some great things. So those there. And then Abby Dietrich, she's another four-year varsity player. Abby didn't start playing basketball to her seventh grade year, and I coached her through the YMCA ball. And from where Abby is now versus where she was in her seventh grade year is remarkable. I think last night I think she had nine points and seven rebounds and played great for us and uh, it gives us a nice inside presence. I just had something and I lost it. <laughs> I, have, I had one more, though. I don't want to leave anybody out, and I'm sure yeah. I will as we go through this. Abby Farr, um, since her fifth grade year, since she was in fifth grade, um, you know, she's been known as a shooter, um, lacked some foot speed, different things, put the extra work in over her freshman to sophomore, sophomore to junior. The jumps that she's made to her junior year, not only to be a three-point shooter and a threat, but on the defensive end and being able to get to the basket has been a huge success for us too. All right, I found what I was thinking. Okay. Uh, so even in terms of just off the court, like what's two, a few life lessons you, you'd hope that the girls learn from, learn from you and from the experience playing basketball since a lot of them aren't going to continue playing competitive basketball? Well, no matter what you do in life, whether it's with athletics, um, your job, your family, do it right. Just, you know, don't, don't cut corners, do it right. And if it's hard work, if it was easy, everybody would be willing to do whatever that task is. One of the things we really, really stress on is, you know, doing it right. When we run sprints, don't finish two inches short from the baseline, get to the baseline. Um, little things like that and have fun with life. You know, we're on borrowed time. You never know how things are gonna happen and you should enjoy every day to your fullest um, with your friends and family and I think that, along with the um, enthusiasm and excitement that I portray, I think rubs off a little bit, and they really like that they're having a lot of fun doing it now. And I hope when they leave here that there's a couple things that when they get into it, a situation that might have some adversity, they'll be able to go back and go, oh, this happened in high school, or Coach Matt talked about this. You know, I always leave them with, you know, when we, we leave on Fridays for the weekends or Saturday, you know, every choice you make, every choice you make has a consequence. Make good choices. So things like that is what I hope really sticks with them. It will help them get through the college uh, atmosphere and then get into life and, as, as they graduate from there. Yeah, that's the type of things I still have to remind myself of today sometimes. Um, so let's get into football a little bit. You are, what, a consultant? Or, or I think that's what you claim, claim to be now for, for Easton football? Yeah, I have stepped down officially from the football program, but I told them I would still – help out and advise whenever we need it. <laughs> ah. um, hopefully it's, it's much less than uh, anything in the past, but um, that was, a, it was an ongoing joke last year is the, you know, I was calling the offense for the football team. You know, it started with, you know, it's our offensive consultant and uh, it became a joke, so it was an ongoing thing. Ah, so it sounds like you're just kind of leaving the door cracked a teensy bit open. 
No, it's shut. It's shut. <laughs> um, I'm going to be able to, to get to see my son. He's playing at Frostburg. He's going to be a senior this year. Um, and just the traveling after Friday night games and then preparing on the weekends and getting to his game, then being Division Two now, uh, six, eight-hour one-way trip sometimes, takes a toll. So we're going to focus on him and uh, really just get to see his, his senior year and finish out strong there. How, so how long were you actually with the football program? Uh, so uh, nine years. Seven as, a, uh, as the head coach and two as an assistant. Do you miss it? I do. I love football. You know, it was one of my passions uh, growing up. Played it in college and uh, enjoyed it. Really enjoyed the opportunity to come here to Easton. The football program was struggling. They had won three games in four years. And in our first year here, we're, we went 500. You know, that's, that's a huge success and huge win for us. Made the playoffs for the first time in 20-some years in school history. Did it two times while we were here. Uh, put, I think the last count was 17 or 18 kids into college playing football. That's probably more important than any win or loss column. And then um, just getting it, the community bought back into Friday Night Lights. You know, that's kind of mm -hmm. exciting. It was always exciting when I played growing up. And uh, we were lacking that when we got here. And now you come to a game, it's packed, and there's a lot of fun going on. All right, so what sparked all those changes? You know, we brought in a, a pretty aggressive coaching staff. Um, I was also coaching in the youth organization for a couple years, so all the kids that were coming into high school, their freshman year was my first year as a head coach. Had a quarterback, his sister plays for me, Michaela Moni. Jalen, Jalen Moni went to Williams, uh, came in as my quarterback as a freshman, starting on varsity, I think weighing like 142 pounds. And people thought I was crazy. They're like, the, guy's, the kid's going to die out there. <laughs> Kids smart and uh, getting those players that have been into the program and the system and then the other coaches that were putting the work in, we were, had to work twice as hard to catch up. And um, I think that was the main difference. So do you have a preference between football and basketball? Everybody asks me that, you know, and I, I'll tell you it would be 50-50. Um, I've coached girls basketball longer. <clears throat> I enjoy coaching both of them equally, but I'll tell you coaching girls basketball is more challenging because you have to make adjustments on the fly, there's not a that's true. There's not a 30 second play clock where you get to think about something. You know, ball goes out of bounds, you, you, you're going. So it's more of a an aggressive chess match, which I kind of like. So it's it's uh, a lot of fun. I like doing the the things on the fly and getting the most rewarding thing is seeing the kids be able to accomplish those things on the fly. So girls basketball, if I had to, you're <laughs> making me answer the question. So is there a different persona to map the football coach than map the girls basketball coach? <laughs> Not really. Um, I'm pretty intense. I was intense in football, intense with girls' basketball. <clears throat> Maybe a little different on how I handle the athletes, um, but not in reference to how I do things. Um, they know I expect to, to, to be perfect in everything we do, and I require and demand a lot of it out of them. And, um, you know, I, I think on both sides it's, it's equal. As specific as, as possible, just some favorite moments from, from football and basketball. Not, and I don't mean like, you know, when you – I don't mean just briefly like changing the culture of the football program. I mean like specific moments that stand out from football and from basketball. Uh, football, winning our very first game as a staff, our very first year at North Carolina, 21-19, to 19, after the same team lost to North Carolina by 50 points the year before. Huge accomplishment, and that probably right there set the tone for our whole season for us to be successful because they, they believed, oh, we can win, and that's, that's the hard part there. That, the playoff game at Queen Anne's 
when they scored with a minute and 27 seconds to go, and we were able to go down the field and score to win the game with 15 seconds left on the clock. Uh, probably two of the biggest in football, the third, and probably the most important, um, being able to coach my son in football and being able to see him blossom from his freshman year, who I would have said never would have played a meaningful down of varsity football to being an all-conference kid his junior and senior year and going to play college football. So that was that's a lot of fun when you get to see that. <clears throat> the family part of football, huge. Um, there's no other sport. I played basketball, baseball, and football. I, I don't care how close your teams are. There's something about brotherhood on a football team, and, and that was that's something special to me. Um, think about basketball. I came in, a lot of the same coaches are coaching with me now that we were coaching together my first two years, um, changing the culture of the basketball program, but seeing their success uh, on the floor and being able to compete with the big guns in the north, which had been Queen Anne's and Ken Island for the longest time. Um, the <clears throat> North at North Carolina coached three years there for girls basketball as well. And when I first moved over to Eastern Shore in 2004, and uh, they were another program that just struggled in the process. We went 500 our first two years, and our third year we were the North Bayside champs. Um, those kind of results and just seeing those kids buy in and grow and, and people who thought they couldn't be successful become successful, and it just changes the culture for everybody, not just about winning and losing, but in their life. They, they now know they can go do more things. Uh, Bayside Championship game last year is going to top for basketball. <laughs> what a great game. Um, can't, I can't say enough about that and just seeing the poise. Watch my daughter foul out, who's one of the key players on the team, also probably the biggest leader, and the other girls not sure what to do, and they figured it out. And then it, the only reason they were able to figure that out on the floor is because they believed in the process and what we were doing. So there's just a couple, and I could go on for hours about all the things that I loved about those two different sports programs. I didn't know you were at North Carolina before you came over here, but was it when you first came to Easton, how long did it take you to, to I guess the first time you went out, you played North Carolina with Easton. Was that weird for you? No, because there had been a break. So I came over in 04 and I coached uh, 2005, six and seven. My kids were growing to a certain age now that they needed me to be more involved in what they were doing at, at, with how old they were. So I took off some time. And then I coached just baseball. I actually went down to St. Michael's and coached with Brian Femi for a couple years. And then when I got the head football coaching job here, <clears throat> I stopped at uh, St. Michael's and was in the football program, I guess, for uh, three years before I got into the basketball program. And then um, it wasn't, wasn't different, didn't feel weird. All the kids were gone. It would have been a lot different if there was kids that I had coached or was new were coming in. Didn't really know anybody, knew who the coach was. Um, and so, no, it wasn't un uneasy at all. You know, probably the only time it's ever been uneasy is when I actually coached against my father in a basketball game. We actually coached against each other in a Christmas tournament game at Queen Anne's. Wow. Okay. Sidetrack. You have to tell me about that. <laughs> I, I need to know about that. So I, I was an assistant coach with my father, Dave, for... 11 years, and uh, when I came over here, I became the head coach of Caroline, and Jody Hyde, uh, the former coach at Queen Anne's, is no longer with us. Great guy, great coach, great person. Uh, used to have an eight-team girls tournament there. My dad was coaching at uh, Western Tech out of Baltimore, and we happened, didn't get matched up in the first part, but we both won and ended up getting each other. 
and I lost to him 43-40. So it's odd I can remember the score still. <laughs> <clears throat> but it was a great game, and it was, it was a lot of fun, um, you know, to, to go against the one guy who probably taught me the most about basketball and respect about the game. Um, and so it was, it was a good time. And my assistant coach that was with me was also his assistant coach who left <laughs> to come coach at North Carolina. So it was, it was like a little family reunion type thing. It was fun. How much of a chess match is that? You know, like, he's got to know everything. Everything you're going to come out at him with. It, it was it was so funny. We were calling. You know, we changed the names of different stuff, but it looked like two teams playing in a mirror because we were all doing the same stuff, just with different names and different things, and calling out what the other team was going to do before it actually happened. So it was, it was fun. It was good. Did he rib you a little bit after he beat you? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I got to hear it all night at dinner, and I had to buy dinner because I lost. So that was, that, was the, that was the bet. So, did you say in the huddle, hey, I got dinner riding on this? Oh, I was going to buy the whole team dinner if they could pull that one off for me. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, back on track, I guess, with some of the other stuff I had. It's funny because you mentioned your, your son playing football and obviously Emily playing basketball. And – it's, it's funny because on the last on the on our last episode when I talked to Marty, he, we talked about his kids a little bit, and his son is twelve, and they've just started having the conversations of what's it going to be like when he gets to high school? Is he going to want to play for me? But you've actually coached your kids at the high school level, so I guess what's that like for you? You know, it's uh, we. I learned. Uh, I played for my dad at times growing up as well in different sports, and the one thing I you know promised myself and my wife was, you know, when we're at the, the school or the field or the court, you know, it's coach. If, you, if my daughter walked in here right now, she'd say, hey, Coach Matt. You know, there's never, it's never been dad, it's never any of that. Um, and when we leave, it's over. And so we don't take anything home. That's the only way it works and the only way to be successful. I enjoyed it thoroughly when you think about being able to be a part of um, their successes and things that they were able to accomplish and seeing them, you know, not only grow and mature in the process, but when they achieve their goals to be able to be a part of it, I mean, it, it's it's unbelievable feeling. You can't – I can remember the last football game I coached my son, and unfortunately I, I will remember whatever the last game is this year that I'll be able to coach my daughter, and it will be something that I'll have for the rest of my life. Is it, is it tricky at first, I guess, trying to see when, – when you come into some a situation like that, to see your kid as not necessarily your kid, but just as another player on the team? Um, you know, I think if you come in with the right mindset and – you, you set the expectations for your kids prior to, you can do it. Um, not everybody can do it. I've seen a lot of people fail in the process for one reason or another, but you just got to set the expectations early. And, you know, probably if anything, my two get held a little more accountable than everybody else, unfortunately. But there will never be a time that somebody says, oh, oh that's Coach's kid now. So that won't happen. Is there anything that you observed or I guess took away from your experience playing under your dad that that helped you adjust when when you started coaching your kids yeah tried to make sure that i didn't want to hold them at a whole different level uh, you know like i was when i was growing up try to make it as close as possible but know that if there was ever a gray line which way it was going to teeter <laughs> so and they and they all knew that going in absolutely yep and i i think if you asked either one of them today they would they'd want to play for me again in a heartbeat well as far as you know, I'm joking. I, yeah, no, no. I just I think that speaks volume about them, not me, um, because of their maturity and their ability to accept the situation and do it. Nothing for me, but on how well they've been able to do it and adapt through the years. 
So you don't talk basketball at all when you're, when, when you're at home? We talk basketball, but it's never a negative thing. So there's never a, something that, you know, to work on. And, and if it's going to be talked about, it's going to be brought up from her, not from me. She needs to have her downtime. She's still a teenager. Coaching, you know, 12 girls from the age 15 to 18, that's a task in itself. So when I go home, I want to. I want to move on past that task. So <laughs> now, if we, we we'll talk about different things after games, she'll ask questions. But uh, there's never a you know, hey, we're going to watch film and you know we're going to figure this out because that'd be a um, you know a downhill battle for me, and we would never get any farther. <laughs> so it, obviously, I guess your dad is one of your bigger influences as a coach. Are there any anybody else? Yeah. So for basketball, you know, my dad was coaching in Annapolis, and the boys' coach was John Brady. And I don't know if he's still the, the most or second on the list. I think he actually is the first now on the list for all-time winningest high school coaches in Maryland. And, uh, yeah, I learned a lot from him. I mean, I used to sit right behind his bench after our girls' games were over. I'd plop down and I would sit and I'd watch. I'd take notes and different things. And he's a great coach. He's no longer coaching um, as he's retired. But for sure, um, John Brady – by all means, and my father, Dave, those two, the biggest influence of basketball um, that I grew up learning from. Um, now, when you talk about going to coaches' clinics and different things, I'm a huge fan of Jay Wright at Villanova. I think he just does a lot of things, um, how we try to portray things on the floor because we don't have all these big people. We have athletes. We play a similar kind of system. Been to a couple of his clinics. Bob Huggins, love the guy, teaches defense. He's a little wild man, but teaches defense <laughs> at a whole nother level for basketball. Um, so, yeah, that, that would kind of be those couple there. For Your team is undefeated right now. I know you don't focus on that, but, you know, you're three games away from finishing off an undefeated regular season. Have you thought about it at all? Nope. Um, we're still just one game. We know we got Kent County on Tuesday. That's our next game. That's what we're focused on. Uh, you know, last year really stung. It's done a lot for not just for me, but for the players. And we want to make sure we do everything we possibly can that if it happens to sting again this year, we want it to be as late as possible, not as early as it was last year. You know, have you talked about the playoffs at all yet, considering how, you know, it's pretty much been you've had your eyes set on the playoffs pretty much all season, knowing that, you know, you guys only lost like I think two games total last year. And, there's little, not much room for improvement in terms of the regular season. It was all about the playoffs all along. Have you so have you talked about the playoffs in light of that? We have. We know we're playing. We're playing to have the best opportunity to be successful in the playoffs, and to do that, you got to be a high seed. We want to be the one seed in the regional playoffs, with the hope that we can get out of the regional playoffs, and then that you get reseeded again. So all these games count for a lot, and that's what we're focused on. Is but it, you know, again, it's one game at a time for us, and. You know, we are saying is, you know, we respect everyone and we fear no one. So we're, we're going to get ready each week. What will define success for this team? State championship. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you know, we're, I mean, that's, if you're, if you're a coach and a player on a team that's super competitive like we are, you know, if that's, that's our goal. We want to, we want to play a state, we want to win a state championship. There's only one team that gets to be that in the 3A for girls basketball. So your odds are, are against you. Um, would it still be successful if we didn't get there? Sure, but that's that's how we're going to determine it right now because that's that's our main goal is to get there. 
yeah, I guess you would address it, but you know, there's, other, I'm sure there's other bench. As you look back after the season, I'm sure you don't want to talk about it now, but you have to figure that an undefeated regular season would be something you'd look back on later, right? Something we could celebrate after the fact. There'll be many of we call them memories right now is what we call them. Um, we we're, we've had a lot of good memories this year. How many more memories do we want to have? And that's what we're focused on. And when, when, when do you want the, that next memory to be? And where, how do you want it? And that's what we're doing right now. Just we, we'll celebrate it after the fact, but our eyes are set on the prize. If you're able to do that, without obviously, I don't want to want to jinx it. I don't want you to jinx it. But if you're able to do that, what 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 would that moment feel like? You know, I've been there twice. Um, we've lost in the states twice as a coach. I was an assistant, and um, it's a great feeling to get there. And then you spend a year of the what ifs. What if, what if we, what if. So I want to be able to, you know, at the end, whatever happens, wherever our final destination is game wise, I don't want there to be any what ifs. And I don't want the girls to have any what ifs. Um, just because I know how much they've put into this year and the last couple years to be able to have an opportunity to hopefully get there. Um, I, I couldn't even, it's going to be an emotional night, um, whether it's them or it ends up being the last night sooner, it's gonna be emotional for me just because of, of the group of kids that I have. And I know that there's you know, three of them that are never gonna be able to play again. And that, that will bother me more than anything else. I'll be able to coach again, but they'll never be able to have that opportunity again. When you think of this team as a whole, what, what general things do you think of? Family, fun, competitive, good young ladies, good people for the community and uh, somebody that I'd want in my corner if I was in trouble. I think that's a good place to end off. Uh, covered a lot of bases here. Matt, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me.